Hello, and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies. Today's movie will be introduced in a little bit, but first, I need to go over what is uh, going to be on the fan vote. That's right. If you're listening to this right now, and it is still the uploaded weekend, um, you can go over to my Twitter account, and there will be a poll for what movie we are going to review after Callus's pick. That's right. So, um, we have Jumanji, The Next Level, which was recommended by Coco. We have The Irishman, which was um, recommended by KG Productions. We have Starship Troopers from 1997, which was uh, requested by... Uh, I don't know what to call him anymore because he's changed his name multiple times, so we're just going to call him uh, Iovio. And then uh, we also have Blade Runner from 1982 on the list, and that was recommended by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, that's right. Old Ben Kenobi recommended that one. So um, if you want to vote for any of those four movies, uh, make sure you head on over to my Twitter, like I said. And if you, yes, you, the person listening, wants to get their movie recommendation on this list, just send us an email at ff.filmfreaks with a Z at the end at gmail.com or head over to the Discord and talk in the movie stuff section, or probably the mo- the easiest way to do it is to comment on the latest episode of Film Freaks with a Z. That's right. All right. Before we introduce the movie, let's introduce ourselves. I am Yemi the Ferret. Who am I here with? Greedy Waffles. Hey, Mation. And just call us. I don't know why we all said our names super slow, but Yemi did it, so I was like, oh, okay. I, I guess it's because of the theme of the movie. How yeah. you doing? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okie dokie. Okay. How are we all doing today? Okay. Doing good. How about you? Made yet, so I'm a little nervous about the game tonight. Grady, you're not following the theme. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of uh, the the game, yeah. <laughs> there you oh, go. Yeah, the <laughs> okay, oh, that yeah. was good. That was good. That was good. There we go. Um, okay. Yeah, let's just. I mean, let's just get into it. Uh, Tay, you don't have to do the accent, but if you could introduce the movie, let's go. Okay. Uh, we watched Fargo from 1996, directed by the Coens, uh, Cohen brothers. Oh yeah. Or, so it's just Joel Cohen, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was both of them. Um, uh, Jerry, a small town Minnesota car salesman, is busting at the seams with debt, but he's got a plan. He's going to hire two thugs to kidnap his wife and a scheme to collect a hefty ransom from his wealthy father-in-law. And oh, then yeah. there's a cop that's involved. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got Francis McDormand, William H. Macy, Steve Buscemi, Bruce Bone, Harv Prenel, or Presnell, and a bunch of others. A lot of people in this one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start off. Um, let's talk about, uh, like, what did you guys think? Because, like, we don't meet our, like, main character that we're, you know, supposed to be rooting for until, like, almost 45 minutes into the movie. What did you guys think about that? Nothing, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. All right, cool. Well, thanks for uh, listening to this episode about Fargo. Uh, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, let's, let's, yeah. Let's just, I guess, rate it. <laughs> I, I was, I was going to let someone else go first, but um, I mean, I didn't really, I mean, 
I didn't even think about that personally. Same, really. <laughs> it was a well-paced movie. That's why I was just like, oh, okay, I guess. I didn't even think yeah. about it. I mean, in, in near the beginning, I was starting to wonder, you know, like, when are we going to be introduced to this character? But, you know, by the time we did get introduced in, uh, to her, you know, I was already so invested in the movie that I just it kind of just like went over my head that it was already been so long. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. The first time I didn't notice. And then I think the only reason I noticed this time is because uh, when I was looking up the description last week, there was a comment that said it. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And hold on. I have a question because uh, uh -huh. doesn't the description say that she's like an FBI agent? Isn't uh, she just like a regular? No, she's just a police letter? chief. OK, yeah. I don't know why some descriptions say list her as like a FBI detective. Yeah, no, just the police chief of brain, uh, brainerd, brainerd, yeah, brainerd. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie uh, and you go, "Oh, there's someone investigating a crime," you would go, "Oh, it's probably an FBI agent, right?" Mm -hmm. Nope. <laughs> so maybe just... the person writing that whatever description was like, eh, "Just call her FBI, and no one will yeah. care." Yeah, <laughs> well, FBI wasn't. I don't think was around back then, right? Or was they it? Were. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they was around. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is just like out in the, you know, in the in in Minnesota, like small, yeah, so in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I, I I don't think that they would be like investigating this, but I mean, she... but I mean, it would make sense that FBI would be investigating since there was like a, a an officer was murdered, you know. But whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought it was weird that the movie was called Fargo, and like the first scene takes place in Fargo, but then the rest of it does not. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I didn't want to name the movie Brainerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Fargo definitely sounds better. Definitely. For sure. <laughs> yeah, this was my first time watching the movie, so all the twists and turns had me really invested. Ooh. Yeah, never heard Same of it. Here. it. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I mean I... I heard of it, but, you know, it's it's one of those things that's like, it's on my list, you know. I, I, you always hear people talking about it, but it is truly a, a good experience, you know. Don't you know? Yes. Don't yeah. you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely been on my list for forever too, and I know there's there's recently also been a TV show named Fargo. Yeah. That I yeah, guess that's that's what I found first <laughs> on Hulu or whatever. I want to try it. Yeah. Yeah. I need to watch that. See what it's all about. See if it's anything similar. Well, you can watch it and you'll give us a report next time. <laughs> oh, add, it, add it to the list. <laughs> I gotta read so many books and and watch shows that I don't have time yeah. for. <laughs> Tay has a whole lot of uh, comic books to read and like catch us up on. Yeah, doesn't let's he? see what were they? <laughs> um, the one of oh no, whatever. Let's not remember. <laughs> uh, I think one was Lord of the Rings, but yeah. or the Hobbit and one of those. No, no, no. I've read that enough that I. I can tell you anything you want to know about The Hobbit. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I don't know. They're like, So what do you guys think? And it sounds like you guys thought it was a nice, fast, like, good-paced movie. I've, this is, I think, my third time watching it. And there are some scenes that I'm just like, okay, that, that seems a little weird to include this. Like, the whole yeah. her going to the twins. Uh, well, just that. Like going to dinner with that old friend who was clearly trying to hook up with her. That's that's what I was gonna bring up. Like that scene was kind of weird and out of place to me. Yeah, yeah, there were there were only a, a couple, but they stood out because 
it it didn't it didn't move the plot forward. It didn't give us any more information on like the character herself and anything that was done during those sections had no consequence at all. Yes. Yeah. I think it was yeah. just to show like the mid I get well, I don't know about Midwestern if they're considered Midwestern, but just that like oh yeah, this is this is their life. This is what it's like. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It yeah, and it did stand out and it was just especially the third time you know, watching it, I'm just like, okay, yeah, this scene is really bad because I, cause I, I knew it had nothing to do with anything. I'm just like, why is this included? But I mean, that's that's really the only scene that I found that's like very out of place. Uh, was there any other scenes that you guys thought was um like also didn't quite belong? Um, I thought there was a couple, uh, unless I'm I just missed the foreshadowing. But the one where she gets first called into the after the the husband made the eggs and then. It, she walks out to her car and then walks back in. It's like, car's not working or you got to jump it. And then there was uh, another one where the two mm. guys, the killers were in the car and the guy's like, oh, I'm just going to sit here in silence. It's just like, OK. Oh, that was a good scene. <laughs> I like that scene. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I either mind. of those scenes were, um, you know, like the one with Mike and like he was just like going crazy. I felt I felt like the the scene where she couldn't start the car. I felt like that was a good like like. This is their life in Minnesota. You know, I, I felt yeah. like it was a good like showcase of you know the day to day stuff that they might be doing. You know, they got jumped the car and all that. And then the two guys in the car, you know, in the car driving what they drove to Twin Peaks or whatever. I, I felt like that was a good like moment showing how different um, Steve Buscemi's character is from uh, what Jerry, Carl, and Jerry were the two killer or killers, right? Yeah. Right. So it, it just kind of set up their major difference where the one guy's like a silent, like crazy dude. And the other one's a loud mouth, crazy dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> a weird looking dude. Yeah. Weird looking oh, dude. Weird looking just, dude. Just weird just in general. In general. <laughs> hey, hey, Steve Buscemi, he, he fits that to a T. <laughs> yeah. I do. Wait. So, and I was confused. So. Shep like set, you know, set them up and he only knew one of them. He said, and I, and I thought. He was saying he only he knew the the like the silent guy. I'm yeah. sorry, his name's not Jerry. It's Lou. I think it's Lou. Oh, okay. no, Jerry. No, no, no. Jerry's the car salesman. Jerry is yeah. Oh. Jerry's the car. yeah. So there's Lou and uh, I'm just gonna say Steve Buscemi and Carl. Carl. I know that's I know that's Carl for sure. <laughs> okay, so Carl and Lou. Yeah, Lou. It's not so it's Lou like... because um, the the description here is it says his name is Gaiard Grismond. I don't know what name he went by in the movie. Gaillard Grizz? It's not even showing Gay- up. On yeah, it's not showing up. It's, okay, I <laughs> Bruce Campbell was in this movie. I thought so. He was the soap opera guy. Oh, I was like, really? is that? Because like it's you know the TV's all fuzzy, and I'm like, is that Bruce Campbell? Kind of looks like Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and I is it, it really? Is, it is Bruce Campbell. I just <laughs> found it on uh, the website. Um, yeah, Bruce nice. Bond played Lou. But like clicking on him doesn't look like necessarily the same guy. But that's just because we—he's now like thirty years older, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Either way, we'll call him Lou. Lou was the other killer. So wait, so Shep Proudfoot, who did he um, like say was okay? Carl or Lou? I I couldn't tell. Yes, because <laughs> I, I always thought. Yeah, I always thought he was like, he's like, oh, yeah, no, Lou's the good one. I don't know who this other guy is. Because 
The other guy is the one who caused all the problems by killing people. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I all I know is that like at one point in the movie I thought it was, you know, Carl that he knew and then at some point I thought, oh maybe it is the other one. But yeah, I was still confused about that. Yeah, well, like, because Shep shows up and beats the crap out of Steve Buscemi's character, Carl. And you're like, oh, okay, so yeah, that's who he knows. But then later on, the car, or, you know, Steve's like, tell, if you ever see Shep again, tell him he's dead to me or something like that. I was just like, okay, wait, so who did Shep know? I thought that Shep knew, like, the guy who hired the two I, I thought that was the thing. He Shep knew the guy to hire the two guys to kidnap um, mm. Jerry's wife. And I'm guessing that he contacted the guy that he knew who hired them in order to find where Carl was at the time. Maybe he checked in or something. You just confused the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That whole, that whole part was a little just confusing. It was like, wait, which one did Shep know? Like, it's not a huge deal. It doesn't mess with the plot. Yeah, really, but... it's not really too important, I guess. That's how I saw it because <clears throat> when um when Jerry's talking to him in like the car garage or whatever, Sep's like <clears throat> or Jerry's like, Hey, you gotta get me in contact with your guy and I, I, I just assumed that it was you know, the guy that Sep knew hired the two goons to go out and do the thing. But it's I mean, I don't know, maybe I got it twisted. Yeah. I don't know, maybe I'll I'll watch that scene again just to be like the first, you know, few scenes just to be like, Oh, okay. That's what's going on here. I guess it kind of makes more sense that he knows Carl since he went there to beat him up, like you said. Yeah. Okay. Geyer Grimswald did play. Was the um, the other guy. The other killer. But what name yeah. did he go by in the movie? Was it Lou or was it something else? Um, I guess. Let's see. Because Peter Stormane played. Yeah. Geyer Grimsrud. And that definitely looks like the same actor, but I don't know. Things are confusing. Don't know. We'll but just, anyways, I do. We'll just call him the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. The silent killer. killer. <laughs> but I do really like the uh, all the interactions between those two guys. Um, did was did it did it bother anyone else that the silent killer guy like his whenever he you see him smoking his. Ash buildup is like so long in his cigarette, and he's not not flicking it or anything. Like he's just about to drop in his pants at any moment. Did it? Did it bother anyone else? No, I mean, no, not me. But <laughs> it just for some reason I kept noticing that. Yeah, I I just thought it was just a a quirk of his character. Yeah, I don't know enough about smoking to know whether he's doing it wrong or not. I mean, I've never smoked, but that I've never seen like an ash build up as long as that guy had it. Uh, maybe, maybe he just he maybe he thinks it's fancy, you know, those really long cigarettes that um that women's like Carla <laughs> Deville smokes, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who knows? Who knows? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So I guess I guess if you guys want to, we'll talk about the accent, you know. Um, oh yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I've never been to Minnesota, but I, I mean, has anyone here? Like, do you guys know if they like accurately portrayed the like everything, like how these characters interact and stuff? No I idea. mean, it's, it's definitely 
an, a, a few thing people I know from Minnesota have an accent similar, but so I think this is exaggerated. But I don't know if like it's the further up north you go, because like if you talk, I've talked to people in Canada, you know, like above the Minnesota area, and they sound very similar to this. <laughs> mm. Um, but again, still, this I feel like this might have been a little exaggerated. Yeah, like it was just a stereotype of oh yeah, this is how people talk, so make them talk this way. Yeah, I feel like that way too. I feel like it's 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 exaggerated, but they're pretty. I mean, they're. I mean, almost every character is really consistent with that accent, yeah. so it's still pretty impressive, even if it's a little bit exaggerated. And I also think they they exaggerate to make the movie a little bit more goofy. Uh, you know, around you know. I think that there's a there's a blend of like that crime thriller with a little bit of goofiness in there, and I think the accents really help with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, like the if you notice, like the interactions between people, like there's just long gaps of silence where they just kind of sit there and go. It's a, it's that it's oh, yeah. that awkwardness, you know. I I, yeah. I think that um, I think that there is like an air of awkwardness I- I- between these people, you know, where it's like, I'm not really sure what to say, but I'm just going to say, oh, yeah, oh, yep, yep, oh, yep. Yeah. Just going to, mm-hmm. you know, try and fill the no- void with some noise. I definitely enjoyed the way that um, they all kind of interacted and it was just kind of awkward with each other. That I think that added to the um, the sense of, like, you know, being in the middle of Minnesota and with these, all these uh, cast of characters. Yeah. I liked the one guy, um, you know, he's in one scene where he calls the cop over to talk about, like, the, pretty much Steve Buscemi's character. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. a weird-looking fellow, just in general. Um, but, like, just that interaction where he's like, so my wife said I should call the cops, and I did. And that's yeah. the end of the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, and again, might be exaggerated a little bit. I don't know. If you're from Minnesota... Let us know if those accents are uh, accurate or not. Yeah, sure. Oh, so oh man. I was gonna, oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, did it shock anyone when like the first murder happened and the silent guy just straight up shot the guy in the head and like blood started pouring all over the other guy? Uh, I kind of expected it, like the build up to it. He just kind of, I mean, I did. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of felt like they he was gonna get shot. I don't know. Could yeah. be just me though. I, I, mean, I was not expecting him to chase uh the two kids or yeah, that's whatever you want to call. Them. Yeah, they, they, they looked like adults expecting. to me. Yeah. yeah, young adults. Yeah, yeah. But... I think mean, I figured he was gonna get shot, but yeah, it just it just seemed shocking like the way that everything went down. Yeah, you kind of know it's gonna go sideways, but I think they did a good job of building up to that point with with Steve kind of trying to you know be like, hey, uh, this is this is my you know papers. Um. <laughs> It, it yeah. was it was shocking how he slammed the officer's head on the on the car and then just shot him point blank. I I, I do find that a bit shocking. Yeah, the way he went out, yeah, was shocking. But I kind of felt like the cop was gonna die throughout that scene at least. Yeah, I figured there was only gonna be like one murder being investigated here, and then yeah, the other two people pass by and. Why didn't they put her in the trunk? Like, what, what was the reason behind that again? I don't remember. I uh, just probably was too. She would have froze to death in the trunk. So, yeah, at that point they were trying oh. to keep her alive. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, he did say like, "Don't make me put you back in the trunk." So yeah, like, at she one point, I guess she was in the trunk. Yeah, she probably was in the trunk. Then like, all right, we'll move her out so she doesn't freeze to death, and then then threaten her if she tries to be loud and annoying. And another question I had: uh, apologies for skipping towards like near the end, but is she dead or not? She's dead. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I, I thought she was dead. Mm. They didn't really specify or show anything after that. Well, they also never showed her character again, and she was laying on the floor. And with how he brutally murdered um, Carl with the fucking accident and the wood chipper, I feel like that woman was dead when Carl got there. Yep, yeah, she was definitely. Well, because yeah. like when when the the woman cop had the guy in the back, and you see cops driving by, an ambulance was also driving by. So I figured, wait, what's the ambulance for? Like, is there someone alive still? Well, they always send out a uh, ambulance with. Yeah. With those types of things, yeah, I, I guess mean, for they, the dead body, they're yeah. equipped with stretchers and stuff to move dead bodies. So, and yeah, they would also have to. They probably do like a little bit of a like a not an autopsy, but just like a you know, initial, like don't they have to like say like the 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 um the forensics? The, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And they also have to like call the person dead on arrival or whatever. They have to have a yeah. court like someone there. Hmm. Like makes sense that. yeah I, I i i as soon as steve buscemi looks over i'm like yeah that she she's not moving at all you know and i mean it looked like she had been there for like that for a little bit uh yeah i, I figured she was gone yeah she was gone and he didn't care because he had the money at that point yeah it's um i guess we can talk about the ending a little bit more um i was expecting carl steve buscemi's character just to leave with the briefcase of money I'm not sure why he felt the need to go back and like give the guy his part. <laughs> like yeah. at that point, I felt like his character would have. Well, I guess in re I guess this is based on a true story, but I, I felt like he would have just kind of skipped town, like take the car, go. If he, especially because he wanted to keep the car himself, you know, I, I feel like he would have just taken that suitcase and just driven for the the next state over, you know. <laughs> Well, well, I don't know about you, but the guy could probably find him, you know, hunt him yes, down. Yes, exactly. That's not the kind of guy that you want to have on your bat side. Yeah, <laughs> on his bat side. I figured he has a better chance of getting away if he just leaves without saying anything. Mm. Uh, then, then... What's the reasoning why the silent killer didn't go? Just because it had to be one on one, or I don't even call picking up on that. Well, I mean, someone has to stay back behind and look after the woman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. What What do you guys think? Would you have left with the suitcase full of money, or? I mean, yeah. I probably, I probably would not have, only because I didn't want to live the rest of my life, you know, having to watch behind my back, you know. So I probably yeah. would have wanted to tie up loose ends or whatever. Plus, I don't understand why Carl wouldn't have just taken like he he went back there and he he gave the dude his keys and he's like, here, take my truck. It's like. Why don't you take the truck so that they don't follow, you know, because they, they know what car he's driving, right? Yeah. I don't know if he knew that, though. I mean, at that point, you have to know, like. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think. I probably, probably would have gone back, you know, but I I know it's like a heat of the moment kind of thing, but I probably wouldn't have freaked out on the guy and like calling him names and especially since how big he is and how much stronger he probably is compared to yeah. you know, the truck guy. 
And I feel I feel like Carl was pretty was like he gave him his half of the money, and at that point, the other guy didn't know that there was a, a full brief briefcase full of like extra cash. And I feel like the the trade off deal, him taking the truck, and then you know Carl even asked like, "Are we square?" And he never says anything. So at that point, I thought he was he was good to go. But the silent killer man, he 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 must have known something was up. Well, the money of greed. You know? Yeah. I like how his name is Silent Killer now. Yeah, <laughs> I, we 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 never found out his name. <laughs> it's too much of a hassle. Too much. Just doesn't make sense. Um, there's one thing the movie did not answer though. That I guess it's a minor thing, and it's kind of bugged me a little bit, especially after I guess three times. It's like they never they never talk about what happens to Scotty. Oh, the the son. Yeah, it's like his parents are dead, his grandpa's dead. Well, his 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 dad's still alive. He's just probably in jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But either well, way. Oh, yeah, his grandpa's dead, too, so he doesn't even have, like, that... I, I guess he would go to live with his grandmother, then, if... If she's alive. If she's alive, yeah. Whatever nearest relative. He'll go live with the accountant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I guess another thing that wasn't like clear to me going along the same lines, um, Jerry was asking for all that money. Um, did they ever say why he needed the money in the first place for like those the because he had like the cars he had to deal with the serial numbers, and then that yeah. plot of land too was he was he just asking for the money to invest in a, like a his own car business then? I don't know. And he said it was a personal reason, and in the description it just said he had a lot of debt. Yeah. I'm assuming well, he yeah. did it because he was just in debt, and he wanted the father's money. So, it is I my understanding that, to... uh, yeah, that he just wanted to um, invest in the land because he knew that it'd be like a very profitable for, yeah. for him. If he had, if they had invested, because he thought at one point, you know, he thought he was going to cancel the kidnapping stuff because he was like, oh, cool, we're invest. He, I'm going to be able to invest in this and make all the money back that I I owe. And then when the, you know, his father-in-law was like no 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 we just give you a finder's fee we're gonna do it that's when it was like that's not enough money we're not a bank jerry <laughs> we are not a bank. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah and yeah first, i guess i, I guess yeah talking. i guess i understand you know just he was in so much debt but we never really found out what he got in like what got him into debt uh, yeah it doesn't yeah. seem like yeah. his house is that extravagant and you would think that he would make pretty good money from being a car salesman, especially with the way he was like swindling those people at the beginning, you know? Yeah. I, I still don't think that he was really in debt, though. I think he just wanted the money to for investing. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, the description says he's in debt, but I don't know. I think that he's... Oh, what was I going to say? Um, Maybe he's just... Uh, he's yeah. always wanting something more, right? Maybe. In the, yeah, uh, maybe. Mom, I don't know. Mom. I feel like he should have just taken the finder's fee. It's like, that's only 10%. Like, that's $75,000, though. I mean, that's a start. Unless, but yeah, if he owes, you know, 750000 or something in debt, then. Yeah, maybe then I guess. Need... Oh, go ahead, Kals. I was going to say, like, maybe he needed the extra money to do whatever it was to make that thing go away with, you know, loaning the car and then, you know, falsifying documents and all that stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think so. That's what I was about to say. Okay. Uh, kind of, kind of, that kind <laughs> of explains like the car thing, you know, 
but yeah, I, I, you know, just being a little bit, a little bit more clear would have been, like eased my mind a little bit throughout the whole thing because I, I was wondering that through like the whole thing, like how did he get, like what, what is he doing? <laughs> but, yeah, that's true. Turns out I, he I, I, uh, is just uh, and got, you know, he's addicted to gambling and uh, he's just thousands of dollars in debt. So he did the car thing to get some money to pay it off, but now that's going south and. I don't know. Just, just speculating here. I didn't even think about it in, until he said something. I was just like, oh, okay, you know. Because once the uh, robbing started, I was just like, all right, now I'm invested in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So going back to um, that scene where you know the officer gets killed and then the dude drives down those other people. Um. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, the cover of the movie. That's that's what I was wondering about, because that, that's kind of like the cover of the movie there is the guy dead, bleeding in the snow with the car turned oh, yeah. over. But there's like a needle and threading in like being threaded on the cover. Yeah, because it's supposed to be a like a needle point of it. Do you think that do you think they put that there because the wife was into stitching? Or whatever it was, she was because at the beginning she was like putting, or do you think it's something else like an unraveling of? I think it's more just they. It's kind of a, a stereotype of you know the uh, Wisconsin or something that like they all just do needlepoint or. I think that's also like kind of a like a newer cover that has been done recently because I don't remember yeah. that really being like the. It may have been redone because of the TV show. Maybe it's a bigger thing in the TV show. Hmm. I don't know. Needlepoint stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it was just But I mean, there's there's other similar posters, though, with like just a guy laying in the, in the snow. That's That cover is like iconic, and I've seen it around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what why the needle point and again like maybe yeah it ties into the show or it's just a supposedly a midwestern sort of thing and probably again leaning into that stereotype yeah i mean I, I was i was more so looking into it like okay it's like threading the needle but i don't know if that really because what makes sense to me would be like an unraveling of this guy as, as, as like his jacket or whatever because you know everything kind of starts to go sideways right after the main deed is done you know i feel like that yeah. makes more sense to have like an unraveling sweater rather than a sweater being knitted or whatever this is <laughs> well i mean if you look closely it's got the like the whole needle point look like it's pixel art you know you got the little lines between I don't know yeah it's like the whole poster was stitched see. together yeah i don't know how often you've seen needlepoint but daily Daily. Well, there you go. Everything. I don't know why you didn't get it then. We're all needlepoint enthusiasts. No, I, I get what they're going for. I'm just wondering, like, yeah. why? Why is it not an unraveling type thing? Instead, so, because there's de there's definitely a context here that I'm missing with it being the threading of the needle there. Right. I mean, I'm not talking about just like take away yeah. just the picture itself and just think You're about. You're looking for the metaphor. What it, yeah, what is it? What does it mean? <laughs> That's all I'm maybe asking. There is maybe there is no metaphor. It was just they were like. Hey, what if it was someone was just needle pointing this? That'd be cool. And then they went, "Well, we got to put the needle in so people know what we're what it is." 
Uh, I'm I'm sure I'm sure Kenobi will be in the comments then have a full paragraph on it. <laughs> well, hopefully so because we're we're dumb in that regard. Yeah, couldn't tell you. All right. Oh yeah, we good. Anything else? Uh, I guess so. We can talk about like um, the climax of the movie where when the whole like money exchange was supposed to happen. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 I love that, that, that scene. Pretty crazy scene, yeah. Yeah, that was probably like peak of the movie. I I really like that scene, especially him getting shot in the cheek. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I like, like I liked the um the callback to because uh, Jerry at the beginning after his wife got kidnapped was like practicing saying like oh god he she's he's I don't know what to do right yeah. and then you know his, the grandpa is like you know here's your money give me back my my daughter you know he was he was practicing it to himself in the car too and i like that call back at the yeah. beginning of that scene yeah i feel like if jerry had gone jerry would have been shot yeah maybe maybe not we don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> either way have the girl though did they no 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 so but i mean yeah. the, the real reason wasn't ever to be you know what was never be you know to get his wife back it was just to get the money right Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, yeah, he was just going to throw 80000 at the the guy and walk away with a million minus 80000 Right. Yep. What do you guys think of uh, Jerry as a character? And also, like, what was he, what was his plan, like, going into that, that garage? Like, what was he hoping to accomplish there? I, I don't know. He didn't even do anything, really. He just, he just popped open his trunk, and obviously he hid the body of, of the grandpa. Yeah. Jerry as a character is one of those guys you like you know he's kind of fishy but it's not like you can't like put your finger on it, you know. Right. Yeah, he's the reason no one trusts car salesmen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before this movie everyone was like, "Ah, car salesmen, they're great." <laughs> okay, maybe not, but <laughs> he's not even that good of a salesman. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, either that or, uh, you know, maybe he is a good salesman only because he he gets stuck in those situations and everyone always just, you know, goes with it. You know, because even in the movie, the guy's like, get my checkbook, you know. Yeah. I can yeah, take a hundred dollars off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know what's up with these people, but I think like I think an extra coating on your car would be great for these kind of conditions. I don't know why yeah. these people are so against that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean I'd that thing that's that's like not standard back in the day and I guess people just didn't want to spend the extra cash. Yep. Apparently they put it on in the factory, so it was pretty standard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knows? That could have been a lie too. True. <laughs> True. But yeah, going back to um the the climactic scene, um I think that was it was framed really, really well. I think right from the beginning, you knew like Carl was coming into this situation, like extremely pissed off even more than than before. And just anything was going to set him off. And I, I think I don't think that he was trying to kill the old man because he shot him in the gut. And I mean, if you're going for a kill shot, you'd go for the head or chest. Right. Yeah. So I think he was just trying to, like, get him down just to vent, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But then the old man wasn't a very good shot. He just shot him in the cheek. And then when he fell down, he kind of, like, shot in the air also. Yeah. Accidentally. Look at why the old man just shot once. Like, I thought 
You know, like I was like yelling at him. I was like, continue shooting. But, you would think. Oh. Well, have you ever been shot? I mean, I'm sure you're gonna be a little dazed and whatever. Probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, I he's, know, old. he's also seconds, old. You know, yeah. I mean, that that that'll probably affect him a little bit more than, you know, me or you getting shot. Yeah, I suppose like the first few seconds you got adrenaline. You just pull that trigger three times. Wait, hold on. I'm uh the the old man shot first, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No. Or he was shot in the in the stomach. Oh, okay, okay, I got it. He I fell on it. the ground, and then when Steve Buscemi got close, he shot him in the cheek. And then hey, he did. I remember now. Steve did shoot off to the side, so I, I don't remember the old man shooting again, though. Yeah, I don't think he did. He, he just hit the ch- his it face. It would have made more sense to have him just pull the trigger a bunch, but he's just such a bad shot that only one you know grazed his cheek. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he thought he got him in the head. Yeah. That's that's true too. Maybe he thought that he was just he won and done him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Do you guys feel bad for the worker inside the parking garage who just got shot because he wouldn't um let open up the gate for Carl? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, if if I I <laughs> I mean, if I was in that position and someone held a gun up to me, well, I guess he didn't hold the gun up first. He just looked all, you know, he had been shot. I would have just been like, yeah, I'm not paid enough to worry <laughs> yeah. about this. Well, he was all bloody because he was shot in the face. Yeah, yeah. no, that's why I just like, dude, get to the hospital. Yeah, go, go, go. And I, yeah. I guess you kind of look at it from like, okay, so, St- you know, Carl was already through the same exact situation at the airport parking space, too. Yeah, where the guy like, you know, he was like, well, four dollars, four dollars is four. You know, it's a you know, base thing of four dollars. Um, so, I I mean, it, I think at that point, Carl just hit his tipping point and that was it. He was he was done. He was like, fuck this. I'm just <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I definitely feel bad for that guy. And also like the other two innocent bystanders that are just driving by. Like so many people dying because wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, I mean, you think of that time, there was no cell phones, no nothing, and obviously, you know, with how dark those roads are, they, it was, it was, you know, crashing was inevitable. Yeah, they were probably, like, driving away in a panic. Like, at first, when, when the lights disappeared, I thought, oh, that's, that's super smart. Like, they just drove to the side and shut the lights off, but nope, it's just a crash. (laughs) Kyle's like, wow, that's really (laughs) smart. You faked being dead and, and... (laughs) And the upside down car. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Other thing. I don't know why the girl didn't, you know, fake being dead. I would I mean, if you're dead. like upside down and like probably bleeding or something, it'd be pretty, it'd be pretty yeah. difficult to act dead. Yeah, I think yeah. that the girl would have bled out anyway. Um, the guy probably. though, he he, I mean, he probably would have frozen to death just kind of walking around in the wilderness if if that guy never caught up to him. Actually, that guy is a bit of a douchebag just running away from his whatever she was. Hey, man, I don't know. I don't know. They knew he was coming, so. Yeah, it's possible that he just looked over and was like, well, she's fucked, and he just, you know, got out. I don't get why that guy just ran in a straight line. You know, do a little zigzag, do a little no. uh... (laughs) Yeah, do a little fake out, you know? Yeah, a little fake (laughs) fake out. Right. Nice and. Juke and weave. Juke and weave. But how do you guys like that callback at the end of the movie when, you know, the mute guy is running away from um, the police officer and she shoots him in the leg instead of in the back? Yeah. 
But she's a professional. Right. <laughs> yeah. I I like those things, callback. you know. Yeah, I, I like exactly, those little yeah. callbacks uh, throughout the entire movie that, you know, I, I think they're really nice because they, you know, you see them and you go, oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's just in a little bit of a different way. Yeah, yeah. I didn't he, ever he's... see that as a callback, but yeah, totally. It's... Yeah, like it's like a justice. What what am I trying to say? Um, Poetic the, justice. The name of that? Yeah, there we go. Poetic justice. And he's not really a mute guy. Come on. <laughs> Ah, God, he, he barely says any lines, and we still don't I know his name. Yeah. <laughs> He's he didn't even say it. Uh, Steve Buscemi said it at one point, once. Yeah. This is just coming back to my mind. You know, the beginning of the movie when they're in Fargo, and they're at the bar. Um, this is the reason why I think that it was like a third party who hired the two guys because uh, Carl's like. Um, oh, it was you know it was supposed to be a car and the money right away. You know that's what we were told, right? Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking it is like a third party that Sep contacted. Well, I I think they did point out that it was the um, uh, what's the guy's name? Shep. Yeah, Shep. That he didn't really say much to to either of those guys. So that's why there was so much confusion. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. And I mean, and when we saw Shep, he definitely was a man of few words until you pissed him off yeah yeah <laughs> such a nice young man yeah throw you around in the room when you're naked <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that goes back to the uh unneeded scenes is those sex scenes you know <laughs> well, yeah you gotta get you gotta get the sex scenes in well sex cells it actually, but it actually has story significance though, because yeah. the two hookers, um, they state, you know, they give the 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 policewoman, like the basic information, and they start the whole like he looks like a weird guy trend, right? Yeah. So yeah. there, that that is actually an important scene, even yeah, though yeah, yeah. you might not want to yeah. see Steve yeah. Buscemi naked, you know. <laughs> I did forget about that. Yeah. The second time was even it was still was still had a bit of a significance because, um. Shep had to come in and beat the right. beat his ass. So, so I guess he, I guess you can't get around the sex scenes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you even get a good shot of like the back end of Steve Buscemi's, Buscemi's ass. You know, <laughs> they yeah. they make sure they keep it in frame. You know, <laughs> I think uh, Coco wasn't watching. Yeah, <laughs> too young for his eyes. Too young indeed. <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't try to like develop some kind of romantic relationship between him and one of the hookers. <laughs> yeah. Well, anything else, boys? I think I said my dues. Yeah, yeah I uh, think I'm good. Yeah, I'm yeah, good I'm as good well. Too. Me as well. All right, Tay, start us off with our final thoughts and rating. All right. So, obviously, I really enjoy this movie. Um, it's just... Something about it is just, it's just fun, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems it seems weird. Like sometimes you're like, man, this is like slow, but it's like interesting and done well. The, I love the cinematography and the acting. Um, the music's great. Um, it's just a, it's a fun little like thrill ride the whole way through. Uh, even with its slow pacing scene, sometimes of them just going like, oh, the car's not starting, <laughs> but. Uh, overall, I really enjoy this movie. Um, you know, I have since I first saw it. 
Um, so I'll give it a 4.5 out of 5. Yeah, uh, I also really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was very entertaining throughout. There were like one or two scenes that I that, that I would say, hey, just, you know, don't need them. Didn't add anything to the movie, you know, with, with that Mike guy. I think both the scenes included him. Could have obviously just kind of kept that out. And it is a shorter movie, so it's not like it really matters in the long run. And the pacing is really good in it. So I didn't even like, you know, those scenes come up and it's like, yeah, you know, they kind of seem a little out of place, but. In the end, it still flows really well. I thought the acting was phenomenal all around, and you know the people kept up the accents pretty pretty well. It felt pretty natural, and even if it is over exaggerated, they made they made it seem you know natural in the movie. So I, I guess uh, that's one thing to say. But um, yeah, I, I thought it was really good. I, I I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. You know, I was really in, invested, really interested in it, and. Um, I liked that. I liked it all in general. So I'm going to get it also a 4.5 out of 5. Yeah, I agree with uh, what Yemi was saying. It has a really good uh, pace to the movie. It was only, what, an hour and 35 minutes or something like that, which is really good. Uh, there were some scenes that were, you know, a little questionable, just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. But it weren't like, you know, ten, five, 10 minute scenes. It was like 30 seconds, you know, like the scene, like, car's not running. But you guys did, uh, you know, point out that, you know, yeah, that's probably, you know, just the lifestyle. And that's how I, you know, didn't watch the movie. I, was, I wasn't thinking about the lifestyle uh, that they probably lived in. I was, once you guys brought that up, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, the acting was good. Uh, I, I do think the accents were a little a little excessive, especially by the, uh, the girl that just went, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um the action scenes or, or not action scenes but the crime uh good twists and turns and overall i'll give it a four out of five so yeah i'm uh, not sure what else i could add to that uh yes the acting was phenomenal uh, i liked uh, all the main characters uh, steve buscemi i really like and francis mcdormand and peter stormer and uh even William H. Macy, I really like him as a character and him acting as, you know, this guy that's kind of fumbling and kind of the, the bad guy here and is just a, a very unlikable character. But, you know, uh, William's acting is also superb. Yeah, I really liked uh, everything about the movie pretty much, uh, except for, you know, some of the slower scenes like you guys mentioned. Um, yeah, not sure what else to add to that. Uh, I would give it a 4.5 out of 5. Ah, Greedy's the odd man out. But we're all like still it. close together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, it's time, Callus. Callus's second movie recommendation on the podcast. Uh-oh. Let's hear what it is. All right, well, originally I wanted to pick another Jackie Chan movie, but I figured I'd give you guys, you know, a little bit of a rest from Jackie Chan movies for now. And instead, I'm going to recommend a movie that I saw years and years ago. I but I do remember like really enjoying it. And it has the one thing I remember, it has a very weird and particular character that I cannot wait to talk about. <laughs> and that movie is The Fast and the Furious. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> the oh, movie <good>. is <laughs> Snatch, released in 2000. It stars uh, Jason Statham, Brad Pitt, Vinnie Jones, among others, directed by Guy Ritchie, or written and directed by Guy Ritchie. And the plot is unscrum... Oh, wow, this word. 
unscrupulous boxing promoters, violent bookmakers, a Russian gangster, incompetent amateur robbers, and supposedly Jewish jewelers fight to track down priceless stolen diamond. Definitely. I've seen it once a long time ago as well, and I haven't seen it since. I remember liking it, so this will be yeah. interesting to go back to it. You said it was Did from you remember, 2000? Yes, 2000. Right. Do you remember uh, Brett Pitt's character? Vaguely. I don't remember <laughs> much about this movie other than like it's kind of a crime heist-ish movie. Yeah, I remember. something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> there's, there's a guy in the movie called Bullet Tooth Tony. I think I'm going to have a fun yes. time with it. Yeah, oh, no, I remember it being fun. fun. Yeah, I remember it being fun, but I don't, I cannot tell you anything about it other than it was fun <laughs> and it's something with like crime bosses and or crime families or there's a criminal thing. There's a criminal element. That, that's all I remember. Yeah, I'm interested. I've never seen this or heard yeah, about it. So no, me either. But Jason Statham, two thousand. Yeah. That would be like beginning of his career, right? Or would it be like mid? I don't know. Yeah, An early bad. career. Definitely. Yeah, I would say it's currently. Yeah, early for sure. All right. Well, if you, the listener, don't want to be spoiled or if you want to join the conversation for Snatch, Snatch and Grab. No, <laughs> nope, just Snatch. I, just I snatch. thought you were going to go take it a knack. Knack? <laughs> uh, snatch from 2000. Uh, make sure you watch that before the next episode airs in, in two weeks. That's right. And don't forget to vote on the fan vote. That's right. That's going on on my Twitter all weekend long that the uh, that this episode is out. So if you want to join in on that, uh, make sure you get your voice heard. And like I said before, if you want to, um, you know, have your movie show up on this list, it is getting a little bit shorter every, every single time we go through it. Uh, make sure that you also uh, request a movie as well if you want to. Oh, all yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Oh. All right, guys. Uh, anything else you want to say before we end the show? Well, oh, no. since since I'm still kind of new to this podcast, I have a question. Am I allowed to vote? Yes. <laughs> Is yeah. that a rule? Oh, I, okay. I'm See, the only uh, one who I'm, can't I'm vote. Because you're the one that pushed the yeah, poll. I, I yeah. take that L, but I, I allow you guys to vote. <laughs> All right. Good to know. All righty. Well, I am Yemi the Ferret, who have I, have I been here with. Greedy Waffles. Animation. And just kill us. And we are Film Freaks with a Z. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. I. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>